1: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into our new pre-match show and joining me, debut in the pre-match show just as much as it is for me, um, like a giddy child at Christmas because the new season is upon us, Sebastian Brown. Seb, how are you?
0: I'm all right, thank you. Not too bad. I remember uh, back in the days before I was involved in the pod, and I'd be driving home back to Portman Road with you and Harry and your your insane level of insight. We should probably put a caveat out there not that really. any, anybody is expecting Harry from Bath-style levels of insight from me is going to be sorely disappointed because I'm simply just not that intelligent. Uh, but no, great to be involved in a new in a new sort of a, a, a preview show, and um, yeah, hopefully as the no, season.
1: you used the wrong P word not a preview show sorry the pre-match
0: okay. show that's the pre-match show right that's sorry. how we
1: distinguish it we, we as you say right. we'll never surpass that. i mean i was exp- you've done the research yeah i've just brought i'm, I'm sure you're doing it i thought i just bought I've the bants put some stuff on the background here oh well this could be very short then no nah, we'll um, it. So, yeah we'll wake it up as we go <laughs> like, like we usually do um So just to, yeah, explain how this show is going to work. So we're recording a little bit earlier than normal. um, And um, so some stuff might happen on Friday and Saturday morning, which um, might have passed us by. Lionel Messi might have signed um, and registered in time to make his debut on Saturday. I suspect, probably not. Um, So what we'll do is we'll kind of do a bit of a, a, a pickup from where our previous live show left off in terms of the news and um we'll also um, look ahead to the match coming up um and we will won't be as forensic it won't be as as, well i was i was gonna say won't be as insightful i hope it will be insightful maybe in a slightly different
0: way a different kind of insight different
1: vibes (laughs) both good equally good preview pre-match shows and then um We've got a new feature. We've got um, um, something that we want to make interactive. So um, we have nicked um, the idea of Room 101 and we will do football, Room 101, Ipswich Town or wider football. So we will deal with that towards the end of the show. We'll have a bit of a debate and then we'll stick it down the Twitter polls and we'll see who agrees with who, who wins and gets to put their thing in Room 101 next week. So that is the format, Seb, before we start. We need to kind of caveat it by saying you are post-riddle. Post-Covid, How's it yes, been? Yes,
0: indeed. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. I think on the last show with you and Joe, was it a week ago on Sunday, I signed off really excited because the Morecambe game was on the horizon and the squad numbers are due up. And, yeah, I was in a really, really good mood. Of, of course, Covid then decided, little did I know at the time, Covid was coursing through my veins. Right. And I've spent the last, year, the last uh, 10 days or so completely out of action. So on the men now, thankfully. I've been negative since uh, Tuesday, I think. But there are a couple of uh, side effects, which unfortunately mean I can't get back on can't get back on Saturday. It's just it's just too far with the drive oh, no. and, and yeah the the breathlessness and stuff. So I'll uh, I'll be cheering on from afar via Twitter and via the i follow audio and um hopefully cheltenham will be my first my first game of the season.
1: Well on behalf of everyone we wish you well in your recovery and and just to confirm for anyone out there it's been a really crap week or two for you, hasn't it as well? So
0: it's a bit tough. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not these things to go through. Uh, I advise everybody to wear masks where well, you want to wear masks and follow the guidelines, etc. You know, there's your, there's your public message from the podcast. There we go. Thank you. That's what I was
1: fishing for. I was kind of using you to, you know, for public health reasons. And so if you are watching us on YouTube, hello to YouTube. Um, You might see Seb um, on mute coughing. And if he coughs out loud, we'll be sympathetic maybe once, maybe twice, three times, strike. <laughs> Picked and- off. I'll mute you myself. No. So um, thank you for joining us, Seb. And um, yeah, it's sad that you won't be able to join me um, for a pre-match point. But this is as good as. this is. So this is the whole point of the show. I have a beer. You've got a Lucasade or a Barocca or something, I'm sure. Water. Hardcore. Hardcore. H2O. We'll just recreate the same kind of chat that we would have had walking down um, Burner Street under the subway thingy and then ran into Portman Road, trying to not get run over on whatever that road is just before you turn left into Portman Road. What, I don't even know what that road is. So that's the gist. That is the gist. So come along with us. I think the plan is um, we will try and put this out as close as we can. Sorry, re- record this as close as we can to the match day. Um, and we might do some of these live, but I suspect we won't. Well, Might we try Saturday morning?
0: We could do, yeah. Depending on fixtures and and uh, and and whatnot, there's no reason why we couldn't put out a a cheeky live one before the game is there. Cheeky
1: one before the live and um, we can guarantee that this pre-match won't, won't morph into Seb with a roaming microphone accosting mm-hmm. you in and around Portman Road and all the fan zone. We can give you the Blue Monday guarantee. Let's um, <laughs> let's start with some news, Seb. The bumpers <laughs> are back, the bumpers are back. Um, I mean. I think probably all of us were hoping for a little bit more news this week in respect of signings. Um, I mean, the the women's team have put us to shame. Um, Two signings, a keeper, Sarah Quantrill and midfielder Bonnie Horwood joining um, from London Bees this week and two more pros joining on um, Abby Lafayette and Maddie Biggs. Um, But on the men's team, Seb, are you a little bit apprehensive of the lack of business? We've got, Two injuries that we know about, um, which is I think Scott Fraser's likely to miss out. And I've forgotten the other one. And I've not Edmondson's written it. I don't think he's done anything. He's Cook was yet, has he? Yeah. Um, were you hoping for more? It sounds like the left back Coulson alone is kind of we don't know about that. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Warner's come out and said they need to sign somebody, so I guess we're just waiting for that that piece of the jigsaw to fall into place. I was I was hoping for maybe at least probably two this week going into the season. You know, we do look a little bit well desperately short in central midfield. If anything happens to Evans or or Harker, then we've got a, a real problem there because Nolan seemingly is still a little bit away from it and there's just simply no one, no one behind him. Uh strikers-wise fine, etc. Uh goalkeeping wise fine. Centre backs, Edmondson being out isn't great. I guess what's what's quite useful is the Newport game uh on the Tuesday night. I guess he can use that to get more minutes in the legs of the likes of maybe Fraser if his injury isn't too bad and Edmondson and I guess he can look to build some some fitness from there but I, I would have liked a couple more uh, going into Saturday because the, the squad is just very very thin at the moment but obviously we've got to remember we've still got three weeks is it four weeks for the the end of the month isn't it, the transfer window mm-hmm. so we've still got a decent amount of time and um and, and I still think we'll probably end up seeing another four or five arrivals before then which might be a bit down to the bare bones on Saturday
1: as Harry would say. Yeah. And Cook has said five or six. I think Ashton's been quoted to be working on stuff. Yeah. I mean, there are other options in the under 23s bomb squad. Um, However, um, they lost to non-league Chelmsford city midweek three, one Caden Jackson did score, um, but you've got Downs, Kenlock, McGavin and, and Jackson in there. Um, ITFC Twitter is always a fun debate when you talk about Lin Downs, but is any of that bomb squad likely to kind of get a look in? Do you think?
0: I mean, based on preseason so far, you just can't see it for Ken Lockdowns or McGavin, can you? What Jackson Simpson. to results like that well yeah I mean Jackson seemed to work his way back into favour a little bit he was on the bench a couple of times was it Palace where he didn't come on but then he got some minutes against Colchester Brilliant. and I think I'm not sure if he came on against Millwall at the weekend but um, he seemed to have got himself back in favour a little bit but with the other ones you just can't see it and it's frustrating because you know McGavin on the bench on Saturday or you know God Finn Downs uh, given with the issues we've got in central midfield will be a no-brainer but I think it's quite clear there's no way back for these guys Cook seems to just want really committed people to the club and if you're not if you're not on board the bus he didn't he doesn't want you, does he? So uh, I assume we'll see something, maybe a loan <coughs> from McGavin, um, and maybe a, a, a cheapish transfer for, for Downs, maybe 500, 750 grand or something towards the end of the window as we start to get a little, de- little bit desperate and, and, and want to take stuff.
1: So. Surely he's got to be a bit desperate as well, right? I can't imagine you know, he wants to be sitting in our under-23s.
0: Yeah, he's in danger, isn't he, of being left behind. You know, football doesn't wait for anybody. He had his chance with the, the Palace move, and they got up to, was it, 1.7 million or something? Obviously, he used that as a massive a massive poor opportunity. Um, sorry, a massive opportunity for him. Then he had his really poor season, where he probably only played 10, 15 games, and football is a ruthless business. You know, you can very quickly be left on the uh, on the cutting heap, so to speak. Look at, look at someone like, uh, I'm not comparing the two, but somebody like Jack Wilshere, for example, this season, you know, cannot get a club there are there are big players out there who cannot get clubs the covid effect i guess you know exemplifies things a little bit but uh he won't want to be set, certainly spending you know between august the 31st and january the 1st playing the occasional the 23 game all over the county because that's going to do his development no good whatsoever but that's why I think a loan might happen. If we can't flog him, I could see a loan with a view to buy. You know, maybe going up the pyramid slightly, maybe I don't know, a Birmingham or a you know a lower, a lower league, a lower a lower echelon, or maybe a Championship club who might just take a punt and say we'll give you five hundred k if he's if he's any good next summer, and that might work out well for all parties, I guess.
1: Yeah, this is where Mark Ashton kind of earns his money to an extent in terms of getting good money for. It sounded like we got as an aside there was a lot of fallout of Czech book FC, which was interesting to hear both Cook and Ashton laughed that off at the um, the supporters' Q&A um, last week and talking about net spend. It's like, oh, that guy on Arsenal fan TV, net spend. But it seems to me that uh, um, the Edmondson deal was the first transaction that pushed us towards being in the, uh, I don't know what, in credit or debit um, in terms of... Uh, uh, our, our spend exceeding the amount that we were taking in, we which it, is yeah. pretty good going when you think about it. I mean, Dizelle is going to be a big part of that, but you'd imagine there are some decent money paid for Bishop and possibly drinnen and Hawkins in there.
0: Yeah, and Lancaster, and obviously we 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 shifted a a lot of players left the club, which helps the wage bill side of things, you know, immensely. We're able to, you know, the the players that we've moved on wouldn't. I know they took pay cuts coming down to League One, but the players that moved on, the likes of Chambers and Judge, uh, especially, and Amy Hughes, I guess, they'd have been on really good money for this level. And there's no reason why, if you box clever with basic fee uh, basic wage versus appearance fees and bonuses you can get you can make your money work a lot lot better for you so I mean yeah the what they were saying from the EGM was quite interesting I thought you know we've, we've not really spent very much versus what we've bought in and, um, and and long may it continue
1: yeah prudency that's what we want as football like,
0: sustainability yeah, buzzword
1: economics you know that stuff that's this that's the wheel that's what gets the us going. on the <laughs>
0: That's what balance we talked about. If we were in the Greyhound on Profit, Saturday, we'd oh. be talking about that. Profit and loss oh. and balance sheets,
1: yeah. Amortisation. <laughs> Let's have some of that. Put that in your go-ship. Um, talking about EGM and Q&As and all that kind of stuff, um, David Sheepshanks made an appearance at the EGM, which went down quite well by the sounds of it. Um, but similar stuff, um, a good interview with Mark Ashton on um, the club YouTube, um, again, kind of reiterating the community aspect the finer details and we had another kind of insight into the stadium kind of upkeep and modernization with um the long-awaited legend stuff that has appeared in the concourse in the sir ralph Ramsey stand um like what for your point of view so how important is like ashton's quite repeatedly said that you know if you it's our home and you kind of show pride by it you know how important is it for you that Portman road is a good place to come
0: yeah for me it's vital it sets the standards we've spoken about it before haven't we you know anyone that goes to an office or a workplace which is tatty and run down in obvious need of repair but everyone kind of really knows it's not going to get done due to budgetary purposes no one is really if they're honest going to be able to give a hundred percent in their in their job role if you feel that the those maybe one level up or two level above you and neglecting your, your, you know, your, your bread and butter, your, your day stuff. Some of it is so simple. The, the, the mural, you know, in the, uh, mural, co- mur- <laughs> mur- sorry, mural along the cobbled stand. Um, some of the, 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 painting of the car park lines, whatever. A lot of this is superficial stuff, which just shows how the rotted set in and how, <clears throat> The previous regime, they were not bothered. You know, as long as they could basically probably meet the minimum for a standard um, security certificate, get the gates open, that's all they cared about. And that 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 has to have a an impact on the on the players. You know, I mean, if you were a new signing and you were looking traveling down to Portman Road, for example, I know we always go to the training grounds. It looks a lot better. But if you were coming down to Portman Road and saw it in its previous state, you'd be thinking, no, "This isn't ready for me. I'll go to, you know, I'll go I'll go U. It's just you know, ten ten fifteen miles up the road, but it's a French much nicer stadium. modern stadium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and with the likes of, you know, uh, West Ham and Norwich, obviously up the A140, we were just starting to get left behind in every single aspect of it. And if we can do the basics off the pitch, it will lead to a better, hopefully, work ethic on the pitch and just better standards throughout the club.
1: Are you, so I agree with all of that. To what extent you, does it make you angry? Because, you know, I, I've i been going back to Portman Roads, Road, I'm living up in the middle in two and a half hours. and The bit of the match day experience, which I don't really, I didn't really care about, particularly when we were crap, was the bit of Portman Road. I would leave it as late as possible to leave the greyhounds to get into Portman Road. We all knew it was crap. You know, the the tannoy speaker above me in the north stand wouldn't work. You know, there'd be a drip into someone's seat. There'd be a bit of a plant shooting up in the south stand. The greenness. What? Uh, Mark Ashton is not in to throw Marcus Evans under the bus whilst he has an ownership stake neither will Michael O'Leary but the fact that it's so stark and the fact that we are now having Mark Ashton feels compelled to spend this money I just wonder whether part of him and he will never admit this just feels really angry because I think all of us really should have been angry and they're kind of I was going to ask this question in the Q&A but didn't have the guts to ask it and someone asked a lady called nick i think asked a similar question there was just a mindset or a philosophy under the previous regime of we'll do the minimum needed well as yeah. you said we'll, we'll kind of we'll skate buy. by on the seat of our pants and you know the finer details don't matter it's all the money is on the playing stuff and stuff like that and screw everything else and uh, i know we want to be positive and look forward but I think so. maybe there'll be a point in a year's time where we have a new pitch. There's a jumbotron somewhere. The, the track around the outside of the pitch is being done, and dugouts. And all of the Mark Ashton's list is done, and it will probably feel, you know, the 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 like main body of it is going to be the same, but I suspect it will feel completely different. Do we not feel angry that we've? kind of we've regressed so much
0: we should we should do because we've kind of just accepted it as well a little bit you Mm. know every now and again we'd get these five point plans from evans and i remember once when he spoke about the mess on the north stand roof and he was like yeah we'll get that done and i think it was like a year later and it still hadn't been done and he was blaming covid and and the frustrating thing is like we've like we said earlier so many of these things are so easy it's it's just superficial stuff you know i mean the cobbled mural was done in what three days if that, That's right. yeah, yeah. employ a professional graphics designer to do some graphics, get a, a scaffolding team to come and put it all up, but it's done, and I can't imagine it would cost mega money. Um, <clears throat> the contactless payments thing, the, uh, the keyless, uh, not keyless, the cardless entry at certain gates, and obviously today we've heard they've finally done the pillars. Okay, fair enough. I understand COVID gets in the way of that kind of stuff, but again, it's, it's just graphics on walls. You know, none of this is, we're not asking for the cobble stand to be torn down and some amazing new 20000 seat see a stand put in there with the latest mod cons and corporate facilities you know all we want is a bit of pride in the place where we're going to play football every single week and and we should be angry that we would we were just abused by the previous owner who just thought i'm not going to i'm not going to sort that i'm not going to fix that i'll take the season ticket money off them every year and i will do the absolute minimum i have to
1: yeah i I know that our anger is going to do anything now and you know but it doesn't really
0: matter either it's done isn't it we need to
1: I can only worry about the stuff I can control and I can't control the past. Um, it just kind of feels like the end of the Evans era. It feels like closure would have come from a little <laughs> bit of honesty and questioning of how things had slipped. But anyway, we need to move on because it's a new season, a new era game changer, um, game changer. And one of, one of um, our owners, one of the three lines, Brett Johnson um, Did his kind of rallying cry. Unfortunately, COVID is going to prevent them from getting over for the Morecambe game. But um, a nice video from him and his Ipswich merch. Loving that. Um, and I would do the accent, but I'm not going to. Uh, maybe I'll get Paul Cook. No, I won't do that. Um, I know we'll have our ups, hopefully, a lot of ups. And I don't know if we'll have some downs, but we're in this journey together. It's an absolute dream of mine. I really appreciate it. I'm grateful for every ounce of support. Everyone's providing for this club and to this new era. Come on, you blues. Um, Does that make you feel warm inside, Seb? It was a great video.
0: It's just good to hear from him, isn't it? You know, like, right. as soon as they said the three Lions can't get over because of COVID, uh, we assumed there'd be some sort of media release. And it's just great to hear, you know, the public, one of the public faces of the club. Uh, you really get that buy-in that that, that it does genuinely mean something to the, to the three of them and to Ed Schwartz and to, you know, all the other guys that are all involved, Mark Steed, for example. You just get that impression it's not put on. You know, I'd, I'd imagine if this had been a year ago and Evans had been sat there doing a, a one-to-one into his iPhone or whatever and uploading it, you'd be thinking, he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't care. But but with with the Americans, it genuinely feels that much more you know l- legit, and um, and it will be absolutely amazing that first game when they can when they can be there properly in person.
1: And the, and we're family. That was the word he used. Family. The football. Family.
0: They just seem to get it, don't they? They get it. He's not treating us like a customer. He's treating us, you know, as they keep saying, and O'Leary said it the night, They are the custodians of the club for now, and they just totally understand it. And from a from a PR point of view, yeah, another another excellent box ticked.
1: Well done, Brett. And um, that's a lot on the news. Let's talk about Morecambe. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurant's 18+, plus. serving times. delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Seb, here's a quiz question for you. Um, January 2003, the last time Ipswich Town faced Morecambe. Score and goal scorers? 4-0. Yep. Uh,
0: Clapham scored because it was his last goal because he left about a week later. He did, yeah. Ambrose scored because I saw you put it on Twitter earlier. And then I think... Darren Bent got two, but I don't think he started. Really? It. He came off the bench and got two. I think.
1: Wow, that's impressive. He was
0: on a really good run of form. I remember it quite well because my brain's weird. Uh, oh, that's why I asked. He came I, on for Naylor. I remember. Did he Naylor? Was it? it? Yeah, I remember him. I remember him coming off the bench and doing quite well. Um, and if I remember rightly, it might, I think it was considering that we were challenging for the playoffs and they were non-league. I think it was quite. a If those are the goal scorers, it must have been a hell of a hell of a strength team Shall to we read you the team. Go on, far away. Um,
1: Marshaling goal. Um, Naylor. Uh, I, this is the way that it is on BBC, so I can't give you the... Uh, Richards at left-back, I'm yeah. guessing Wilness at right-back, Horidison and possibly Naylor at that point at centre-back. Yeah, um, Jermaine Wright, Matt Holland, Cla- maybe it was a five at the back. Clapham's in there, as you said.
0: What, Wilness and Richards as wing-backs? Um, yeah, There was a phase right. that season where Holland played as a centre-back, I remember it.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it then. So Three, five, Naylor, two. Holland, Horidison at the back. Wilness and Clapham wing backs, right, Ambrose. Oh man, I've lost it. Lost me. I, mean, I mean that's a hell of a that's a hell of a for the side. Front two can I go bent, Marcus, bent.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of that's a hell of a side to put out against a non-league side when you know we were going for the to try and get crash the playoffs and make up for the awful start that we'd had. And I guess what, Magilton and Miller aside, that's probably a first choice eleven at that at yeah, that time, isn't Armstrong it? Armstrong on the bench. <laughs> um
1: abadala comes on <laughs> along with royster in the 77th Royster life. came
0: on wow okay yeah
1: um and um more had a guy sent off jimma um james bentley who actually managed Morecambe for about eight years i think um currently fc filed i think manager he was sent off for 20 minutes which kind of made it an uphill battle for them from that point um but yeah there you go um any idea on the attendance?
0: Uh, back. Always oh, a cup game, but then I'm going to go for nineteen thousand. Yeah,
1: eighteen and a half thousand. Yeah, nicely done. Well, that's um, that's the last time we played Morecambe. Only twice in our history, both FA Cup ties. The goals are available. Um, check my Twitter feed for the ones from the season, uh, 2000, 2001 Um, Stewart did one of his kind of mazy little, thready shot goals and that was
0: that was the sad weekend we knew Johnson was leaving because he wasn't in the squad so we knew he was off Richard Logan got a call up instead so yeah we've never really recovered have we
1: no you haven't ever recovered yep and Stuart went from strength to strength and Armstrong scored obviously didn't need Johnny's course because Armstrong was weighing in at that point taking the burden not Isn't not like, so much the
0: next year, eh? And then, and then, <laughs> Don't um, let the facts get in the way.
1: And then um, Jermaine Wright scored quite a nice goal. Um, so, yeah, those goals are available.
0: But again, listing those names there, that's a hell of a starting eleven as well.
1: Full strength. Uh, Richard Wright in goal, definitely. I think Clapham played in that one. Vilnius step over for the um, second goal. Oh, to Can't play you'd, full you'd
0: strength have... teams in cup competitions to score a lot of goals, eh?
1: Yeah, and I think probably, well, Royal, um, Joe Roy in the post-match for the for the more recent ones, um, his quote was, I'm relieved not to be on the end of a giant killing. And I think possibly there's a little bit of fear, isn't there? Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know what level Morecambe were in 2003, probably same level they were. Non-league, I think. Yeah, yeah conference premier or what have you. So um, unlike um, previous managers of recent years, um losing to low-league divisions back in the early noughties was um, certainly something um, we were embarrassed by and didn't want to happen so we didn't let it happen by playing a good team and taking it seriously um, but a lot has time has transpired since then and um, yeah very um, good um, season for them last year um, promoted by the playoffs um, after finishing fourth under Derek Adams who I think he left pretty much straight away. Yeah, it was like three days
0: later. It was weird, wasn't it? He got them promoted and then he said, I've taken the club as far as I can. I'm going to pursue something elsewhere. And a couple of days later, he rocks up at Bradford.
1: I'm going to take the step down to Bradford. I'm (laughs) going to stay in league League League. two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I bloody love league two.
1: Yeah. What, what what do you like about league two?
0: No, I mean, that's what you would have must've said.
1: Yeah. Tell me what, yeah, how many league two clubs have I managed? Um, I don't know where I'm going with that quote. Let's move on. Um, So yeah, to the point, um, this is Morecambe's first time at this level. Going to be a real challenge for them. Um, In terms of the new manager, Stephen Robinson has come in. I've got some facts. Let me put some facts on the screen and we'll read them out for folks as well. Um, Whirly buffering. Whirly buffering. There we go. Um, So yeah, Stephen Robinson now in charge. Um, Name might be... Familiar, um, if you remember Bournemouth and Luton back in the 90s. You remember Bournemouth and Luton in the 90s, Seb? Yeah. Nope. Yep, brilliant. Um, and also Northern Ireland coach um, and Oldham and Motherwell manager. Um, so good ped- pedigree there. I think Walker fans are pretty pleased with that appointment. There he is. There's his picture. Um, the other thing, I guess, I wanted to, so on these kind of key facts, what I should have stuck in there was the mileage. Like, you're just down the road from Morecambe, but how far away is it? from you so you're Wrexham way Chesterway yeah how far away is that from Morecambe?
0: Uh I don't know about miles driving wise probably about an hour and 15 or so
1: an hour and 15 and then yeah so into yours is four hours ish. is yeah about yep. four and a half normally so this is the world that I now live in where I used to be in the middle of everywhere now it, like Morecambe is probably the longest trip along with Plymouth that we probably do this season isn't it
0: uh Sunderland I guess is always up Sunderland,
1: there but yeah I guess the dotted line you
0: chose good. to leave so you've got to yeah, leave with your own I decision changed. now oh I want mid-mes.
1: sunshine I want nice weather and the best standard well, of life you say that it's pissing down Not, rain outside here
0: I, I got sunshine here in Chester so, so. that's embarrassing that's good decisions oh, a good late, idea right? is a good oh. idea forever
1: oh I've completed now can I get my money back no too late um but um yeah I, I, the, I guess the key bit for um really to, to talk about when it comes to Morecambe is um, all of the kind of transfer businesses that has happened over the, over the summer. Um, just amazing amount of turnover. Whoops, let's rewind. Um, here we go. Uh, um, 15 players in, five of those loans, according to my stats, um, 11 players out. Um, I've highlighted three players for interest. Um, two of them are signings. Um, Jonathan Abeka, um, forward sign from Submirran, possibly a name familiar to a lot of people. Um, um, He previously was at Reading, I think, um, signing on a free um, up front. Um, uh, Shane McLaughlin is another name that might be familiar. Um, Being ex-Ipswich, came through the youth team and went on to AFC Wimbledon. I think he might have played against us. Did
0: did he play in that, um, when Mick played all the kids against Palace that season? Possibly. I think he he played in that game. I don't know if he started. He might have come on, but I'm sure he played. He had some involvement in that game.
1: But... um, Another player sign on a free, um, and in fact, no fees spent as far as I'm aware. So their net spend is looking pretty good because they sold um, their. Argue, I don't know whether he was played the season, but he really should have been. Um, Carlos Menes Gomez um, sold to Luton for an undisclosed fee. Um, he was the guy that he-
0: scored in the final, wasn't he? And he got he scored the penalty 15, in the playoff Goals or something for the season, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: got his stats for you. Um, Forty-three appearances in total. 15 goals and five assists and I don't believe he was up front I think he was I think they played a, um, either a 4-5-1 or, or a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one, or a 4-3-3 three, three. so he was the left side of that um, and which is, makes it even more impressive if you ask me um, so he had a pretty good season I don't, I don't know what the fee was reported to be but that's when you kind of get promoted Seb he's the kind of player that you want to kind of keep Hold up, yeah. isn't
0: he? And, and build your side around, yeah. I guess we've seen a couple of instances happen to Cambridge in as well. They came up and they've lost their top scorer, Mullin. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's, it's one of those where you know, the natural pecking order will kick in. I'm assuming they probably got a couple of hundred, maybe 300 grand or so for him. It must be in the low, the low hundred thousands because they had to trigger his extension um, option to to keep him there to get some sort of fee. So I think most of the fans were aware he was going to be moving on, uh, but it still must be a blow when your, <clears throat> your top scorer and your talisman from the year before who's basically got you up, is, isn't going to be around.
1: Yeah, and um, two division jump for him as well. So it's kind of a no brainer kind of situation there. But um, as you say, kind of, um, you want to keep out of your talisman um, if if you want to I mean we need to be honest the odds for Warcom are pretty long of um, them staying in the division um, but as I say a lot of um, players were retained um, who made a contribution um, and as I said plenty of signings coming in some other names to mention for you I mean um, here's a name for you um, Tumani Diagaraga
0: He's he's well, absolutely loved by the by the Morgan yeah, fans, isn't he? They, for them last season. they yeah. say he basically could play League Two with a with a cigar. He's he's that comfortable at that level. Was it it must have been the sixteen seventeen season we had him? Um 18 Was it no 16 it was sixteen seventeen, wasn't it? I'm yeah, sure it was course. a January January transfer window. Oh, I'm gonna Google it. I, th- I think I think it was. We were, I think it eyes. was the January transfer window in 2017. Oh. He joined us. I think he came from Leeds, if I remember yeah, rightly. Yeah, he was at
1: Leeds. And I I've think he probably
0: at- played about must have been ten games for us or so. I guess we 12? were trying to find that. 12, yeah, okay. Look at this. We, this is- we, we, we were trying to find that kind of. I don't think he ever scored. We were trying to find that that kind of midfield linchpin to play alongside Skewson and Douglas. I guess at the time, um, it was that window. We got sc- Emery Hughes came in the same window, and Dominic Samuel and.
1: Oh, that's not going to work. There you go.
0: Yeah. And okay. John,
1: The date of the article? Yeah. 21st of January, 2017.
0: So, 16, right. so 16,
1: 17. 17. Damn yes.
0: Damn it. Knowledge.
1: is power. I went to his debut. I think it was a Preston away. Um, so Tom Lawrence
0: he, scored like a wonder goal.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then we lost 2-1. I think... Um, we got excited
0: because we were going we to sign their striker, Hugo. Yeah, and we got all excited and then they, we didn't buy anybody.
1: It I was a one-all draw, I think. I think they equalized in the last minute. I don't think we lost. But I think we almost lost one or draw. Um, yeah, twelve appearances um, before getting injured and being recalled. Um, some other names for you. I mean, um, the one, the the kind of front man on his own um, last season certainly was Cole Stockton, forty three appearances, thirteen goals, three assists. Is not a bad return.
0: And he's um, still there, isn't he? So I'm guessing they'll be looking he's to him for still there. The, the other player life.
1: that made a big contribution is um, Adam Phillips, who played the first half of the season on loan um, um, from Burnley and then left to join Accrington, their arch-rivals. But he's re-signed for his third loan spell. Even in his 25 appearances, he's got eight goals, six assists. So he made a contribution. Adam Wildig in midfield, 40 appearances, nine goals, five assists. Um, and the only other player that I thought about was John O'Sullivan, but he's um right-winger. He's left to join Accrington, which right. is, you know, that's like going to Norwich from what I, what I hear. Yeah. He's done a Liam Gibbs. Okay. Um but I think the old ult you know we need to kind of full disclosure here. Yeah? Um I don't know what they've done we're in pre-season experts, Yeah. Um I, I've done a little bit of research on Steven Robinson and he's typically a 4 3 3 4 1 4 1 type manager, which is similar to to what they were playing last season, but he has gone 3 5 2. And I found I found an article where Steven Gerrard was um I think I don't know whether they beat them in the end ranges. Um, but for Motherwell, I think he was accused of going five five zero with his formation to try and um, hold on to a 1-0 um, win for Motherwell. I don't know whether that game ended up 1-0, but Stevie wasn't happy with that. Um, so I, I probably, if, if we're kind of guessing how this game is going to pan out, Seb, um, newly promoted team with almost, you know, it's a similar amount of churn in terms of playing staff, new manager. Um, they're unlikely to... To be kind of going out all guns blazing. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a low block, isn't it? Probably two banks of four. Um, I've read on a couple of their forums they were quite a quite a pragmatic side last year under Adams. No one really knows what they're going to be like under the new guy, but under Adams they were certainly. It was very much a case of you know perfectly happy with with thirty to forty percent possession, and then just look to hit teams on the on the on the break and stuff. So I guess we'll see what the new guy's plan is. But yeah, they're not going to come and try and try and play football against us. Let's be honest, it's going to be up to us and to our creative bodies to try and play between the lines. And break them down because I'd expect just a, a solid, you know, 4-1-4-1 4-1 kind of formation for them for them to sharp shop.
1: Yeah, and, it, and I I think Robinson's quite well known for clogging up the midfield as well. So we've had two years at League One level where you know 66% of our opponents turn up trying not to lose. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a, a tricky one. And and have you seen a huge amount of um of the pre-season action to give you any confidence. We can break it down. I guess the long ball to Piggott is probably the best. Bit, that's the it?
0: option. Yeah, that's the option. A long diagonal. pigger can also, you know, like like Scowcroft, bring it down and look to bring others into play and stuff. And I guess if you've got that that pace of Burns, the pace of Vincent Young, hopefully he can look into get getting behind sides. It looks like it's going to come too soon for Fraser. I guess throughout the season he'll be the one who we're really looking to to pick those locks and create those those moments of quality when it really really matters. But for this weekend, it'll be a case of yeah, get get the ball maybe long to Pigot and see what we can we can we can feed off him. Yeah. And obviously, the great thing is this year, if it's not working at 65, 70 minutes, we can bring on the likes of Norwood, the likes of Bond. You know, we've got those options on the bench rather than last year where we couldn't break a team down. We looked at the bench and thought, oh, we're we'll at Hawkins and Drennan. Brilliant. So, so at least... Uh, sorry, go on. At least this year, I'm just saying, you know, we're there's much better options. If Plan A isn't working at, at 70 minutes or so, we have got the personnel to look to hopefully be able to change things if we need to.
1: And we talked about the bomb squad a few moments ago. Is is Saturday a game for Caden Jackson? I Ice? don't
0: think he'll be on the bench. I guess you know Piggott's no. going to lead the line, and we're going to have Norwood, and we're going to have Bon as the the striking options. Uh, Burns and Vincent Young are going to be the two in the in the side who you're going to be looking at for your pace, aren't you? And um, hopefully they can build up a good relationship on the right hand side.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, we're going to have to do this, Seb. Uh, um, predictions. Um,
0: confident uh we're not obviously going to be full full strength or full tilt for a little while but i'm going to go for a a 2-0 relatively straightforward relatively comfortable a bit like we had at the start of last season under lambert remember we won a few games 2-0 and we you always got the impression we could go up a gear and they were kind of professional performances i think we'll see one of those on on tuesday um and get some more minutes and legs some of the guys saturday yeah saturday yeah
1: and and tuesday against newport why not um and What, what are you thinking so
0: Boom, negative
1: no i'm not gonna lose i'm not predicting a defeat i'm pretty i'm gonna predict a one nil home win the reason for it is because i'm yet to be convinced that i'm gonna i'm gonna the, the words are in my head i have to say it um trademark harry from bath the covalent bonds bond, yeah. i just wonder whether they're there yet i'm um, norwood appear to have a good understanding which is helpful I just would have preferred the midfield um, to be a little bit more established. Obviously, Evans has, has missed quite a lot. I, I predict Evans will score, by the way. I think it will be a free, a direct free kick, similar okay. to Fulham. And there was another one as well. Well, Burnster could indirect free kick Call you didn't he? But I, th- I think, yeah, I think Evans will um, captain the side. And I think he'll score a free kick. So there you go. Um, and I suspect it won't be one for the purists, but it will do the job. And we move on. Um, well rat Rat it Seb um, do you want to do any um, predictions for the season you know yeah my glass is half empty already and I'm not going to surprise you with mine but yeah go on
0: so why do you think I, we'll finish I don't have a top two I think we'll be fighting it out a bit like in the late 90s you know but I think we're going to end up finishing third across the season Good to be honest
1: 90s do you remember the late oh those are the days, weren't they? Those are
0: the days, the music, yeah, the movies, oh. the winning every week at football. Let's just talk about the 90s. <laughs> um, no, I think we'll finish third this season and then the playoffs obviously become, become anybody's game. Um, I think Rotherham are going to win the league. I can't really, I know they've lost crooks, but they are just so well schooled at this level, aren't they? You kind of get the impression that on the first day of preseason training, Paul Warnes flips over a, uh, a whiteboard and it's just, just do what you did the last time we were back down there. You know, it seems to be so rhythm and routine for them. So, I think they'll win the league. Uh, I think Sunderland are going to be up there. I know they've lost Charlie Wyke, um, but bringing in players like Pritchard, uh, Embleton's back from Blackpool on loan. I think they're going to have a good season. So I've got those two as my top two. And then the playoffs, I've got my notes here. I've got us as third. I think Wickham will be there because, again, school at this level and Sam Vokes is a, is a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got Charlton and, and Wigan making up the, the playoffs for me personally.
1: Yeah, so I've got us playoffs as well, but I've got us a little bit lower. I'm a bit worried about... You didn't, haven't mentioned Sheffield Wednesday quite, for good obvious reasons, because they're a bit, bit kind of they're crazy off the pitch. Yeah, but I mean, they're about to sign Lee Gregory tonight, apparently. So they yeah. have they
0: have got some good signings, but all it will take is one missed salary payment, you know, to to the players from Chanziri, like they had a couple of times last year, and I could see them falling away. So they'll be strong, but I just, I, I can't see them. I like uh, their man.
1: business, but yeah, you're right. They're, 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 there is a risk there with them. I also like Rotherham, but and I also think Wickham will be stronger than. I think we've kind of been skewed by our experience of playing against Wickham and two games against them, and I, I didn't think they were particularly. They were not one of the better teams that I saw, and I and probably unfairly, I didn't think their promotion was it was a just situation there. I think they were better teams in those playoffs, um, but they did what they needed to do. But I think the year at the Championship will have really helped them. And they finished really strong, don't forget, point away from survival. Um, And yeah, Vokes, good signing, good kind of, you know, league one level. I think Wickham have got a bit of momentum about them off the field as well. So don't be surprised if they're sort of third, fourth, maybe pushing higher. I've got a fifth only because I'm not convinced yet that we're not gonna ship too many goals which might lead us to drawing more games than we should, um, or, you know, chucking points away at the death. I just feel like we have that weakness about us, Mm -hmm. at least in the early stage of the season. I'm just hoping that we're a slow burn and you kind of get to the autumn time, kind of December time. And we do, let's talk about 90s. We do a Burley-esque 97, 98, and we just are relentless in the second half of the season. That's what I'm hoping for and and kind of expecting. I think we need to get as many points on the board as we can early doors um, because I think there'll be kind of that bit of unsettlement. That's a word. I'm sticking with it. I think think we will have a similar kind of trajectory as we did in previous seasons where it all kind of dismantles a little bit. We just need to keep our composure and then trust the plan and then go again. So I, I, yeah, I'm hopeful of playoffs. I'm hopeful of even more than playoffs, but I'm being realistic.
0: Yeah, sure. Fair enough. And I guess we'll, we'll be in a better position to judge as well come the tra- end of the transfer deadline. You know, if we go out and sign four more players of the calibre of Edmondson and Chaplin and stuff, then we're all going to be a, a lot more confident, aren't we?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I did have, sorry, I meant to, I mentioned it earlier. I've got a, uh, a quick fun fact for you. Go for it. Morecambe are one of only two sides never to have been relegated in their history. Do you know the other side?
1: It's not Ipswich.
0: No, unfortunately not. In the
1: 92?
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Premier League team? In the 92 now? Uh, no. <clears throat> uh, well, uh, no. In the, uh, Forest Green? Kind yeah. of. No, no, no it's, um, it's uh, AFC Wimbledon. Of course. But that's a fun fact. Yeah, Morecambe have never been relegated. They got out of the conference to League 2 and then just stayed in League 2 forever and then yeah. came up to League 1. I thought it was quite an interesting fact.
1: Well, but, there is an agenda item for future pre-match shows. Seb's yeah fun fact and i'll come up with a jingle Do i get for one you. of those
0: little sirens with the news going fun fact
1: did you know that the cows have, the cows have four stomachs. stomachs so there you go let's move it on um this next segment does have its own little theme tune and um we've talked about the 90s early noughties um let's go clubbing
0: love that that is great that's that's after that Morecambe game that 4-0 fa cup game in january i could see us in liquid in the you know the cool room not the cheese room the yeah, cool the downstairs room downstairs bit and the footballers would be there buying you know wkd blue and yeah. orange reef and with that kind of music playing and yeah yeah that's, we'd uh, have
1: we'd have we'd have just because it's like the like the one minute where it's everything's a pound so yeah. we'd have four bottles BK <laughs> orange and holding them all in our hands like that and um yeah Trying to be cool. Yep. Yep. Those are the days. Um, So, yeah, this is our new segment. So for the purposes of people who are listening to this on the pod, um, this is our Football Room 101. Um, So each week, um, Seb and I and um, anyone else joining us um, will give um, the bit about watching football, supporting Ipswich, attending matches, what have you, anything around the game that just winds them the hell up. Um, and we will debate it and then we will put it to you, the Blue Monday listenership, We'll do a Twitter poll and whoever's um, case you um, or position you back and believe in the most the next week, we will shove that in room 101. So it's a kind of rekindling of the shit list. Um, but I created a chavy little title for it and um, nicked a TV show um, idea. So, um, Seb,
0: I'm going to let you go first. So my one this week, I, I I kind of thought our squad numbers would be out by now, but then not obviously. So my one is at the is time what of recording, I, recording.
1: By the way, at the time
0: of recording you know, on actually Thursday. Back
1: the program, you know.
0: Thursday evening. Um, but my one is yeah, what I class as ridiculous squad numbers. So the likes of, for good example, Trent Alexander Arnold wearing number sixty-six for Liverpool, those kind of things really really annoy me i like the squad numbers to be a complete reset um and i think we should have we should have rules on it personally i think mean, we should have, uh, adopt the spanish league model where you can only be numbered 1 to 25 and your keeper has to wear either 1 13 or 25 and then any youth players that come through are just assigned numbers sequentially after 25 and you know upwards and for me that's what i'd have because Sometimes it's so stupid when you go to a game and I understand the pizza cup competition, you're going to play the kids and naturally you'll have a higher list of squad numbers. But I remember going to see Johnny Williams wearing number 50 and and that kind of stuff just really annoys me. I'm sure that 90% of the people watching listen to this are just shrugging their shoulders going, I don't really care, get over it, uh, which I'm fairly sure is going to be your point of view in a minute but for me it is a bugbear it's the kind of thing that just just really grinds my goal. and if i give you an example Sheffield Wednesday in 2016 17 had uh, uh, number 1 squad number uh, a goalkeeper number 2 was their backup goalkeeper oh and stuff like that is that just i don't like that kind That's of stuff is different. just weird so personally i'd have you know set rules so your one is your keeper your two is your right back your three is your left back etc yeah. um but but I understand in this world of commercial endorsements and sponsorship, you know it's a, it's a very different world to how it used to be. But for me, one to twenty-five, clear numbers in terms of position. You know, you never want to see a number nine at centre back like Chelsea had when they had colored Barouz. And I'll stop now because I'll just I'll just keep ranting.
1: Oh, um, do you want to know the highest squad number ever worn in a competitive professional match
0: in football? It can't be three-figure. I mean, Italy has some ridiculous numbers. Italy's 99, I think. Was it Ronaldo went to Inter and number nine wasn't available? So he took 99 and put a plus in between the two. But
1: So I, I, I don't know whether this is... So during his record-breaking 618th game for Sao Paulo, Ruggiero Cini wore number 618. <laughs> um, and during his last ridiculous match, number 100... Um, for the Danish national team, Martin Jorgensen wore shirt number one hundred.
0: That, so that's
1: so. I, I, I if you'd if you'd split out your argument into um, players wearing the wrong shirt number for their position, mm. I could have got on board with that. But in terms of Emma Hughes being number forty-four and all that kind of stuff, I really couldn't care less. Sorry, really. I oh. going to do my Alan Partridge. Shrug for that one, but it's not me that gets to decide. It is um listener land it's twitter twitter Spear, um whatever you know we'll put it out there and and plus i might come up with something rubbish to counter you with so if if i come up with something rubbish you you might win by default that's how how the game works Pretty. um i'm putting into room 10 football room 101 the 3 p.m saturday broadcast blackout in 2021 it just seems to me to be bloody ridiculous a really stupid thing um that if you live you know if they want to do it maybe do it so that if you live you know where you are maybe there's a like a hundred like mile radius from where the stadium is you can let people stream it but I just think in the modern streaming era where an on-demand you know entertainment football is kind of shooting itself in the foot by not allowing spectators from within this country to watch premier league matches even ipswich matches on a 3 p.m stream if you're going to go to the game you'll go to the game if if you know if you're marginal on borderline you might go oh well i might stream it but if you're if you live in ipswich you know there's a football match on and you're interested you're not going to stream it that's crazy and don't forget most people go to the football as we talked about before for the two hours in the pub beforehand and the two hours in the curry house afterwards and the football bit is the kind of incidental bit in the middle so i'm not buying it i think it's a missed commercial opportunity i think it's crazy that in america for example i think it's NBC. you can stream all of the matches running concurrently in the premier league the epl um at that time on a saturday I, i just yeah in 2021 that makes no sense to me so That's what I'm putting into all what I'm putting forward. And he, any... well, I, I guess I meant
0: to argue, yeah, back against you to, to, to pop up my made. squad numbers idea, but you've come up with quite a good one there, and I have to kind of agree with it based on my geographical and personal circumstances. I, I kind of thought after the, all the rights were allowed last year for COVID, I thought we might see maybe a bit of a halfway house, and I guess we have. We've got the evening games now, and I follow, haven't we? Yeah. But but like you say, if you're going to go to the game, you will go to the game. If you're within an hour, rip switch. You, there's no way that streaming is a better option than you know being there with your mates and the atmosphere. And having a pint, etc. You know, streaming—you're never going to get that. It's just a source of convenience for the likes of myself that can't go. So, annoyingly, whilst my squad number still really, really angers me, I can uh, I can totally agree with that one.
1: If you were going to get a squad number on the back of your shirt, what would it be?
0: Five centre half. I'm quite center big off. and immobile and rubbish at football, so I'll in just go league. as a centre half. Not yeah, I'm not going to be like oh. a, a Rio Ferdinand kind of centre half either. I'm talking a proper. Spent all my le- all my career in League Two and non-League centre half.
1: I can see like Tony Mowbray towards the end of his career.
0: I'll take that. I'll score the winner at Wembley, I'll do.
1: Yeah. Just to get on the end of something. I was always number eight. Always number eight. Midfield.
0: The box the box to box, the Matty Holland.
1: Well, not the box to box. I mean I'd have the number eight, but I am not gonna put in this a Matty Holland. I will shift in, why should I? Yeah. I'll do right. Colt goose. I'll do the Colts Goose eight where I just sit and um face the goal and then every now and then I might spray a pass and score every few years. Um so there you go. Sorry, um we will um Probably not immediately because we don't want to spoil the show. um We will put out a poll and you can decide what makes it into our first Blue Monday Football Room 101. Um, and we will keep doing that every week and we'll keep adding to that. And um I, did I mention this at the start? We'll, we'll put these on live and every now and then we'll kind of get people to chip in stuff and do questions and we'll do that kind of stuff live and we'll do the vote. There and then as well, but um, we're just finding our feet as it, as it is But at the moment. Um, that is Room 101, and I feel like I want to put the theme tune back on. Yeah, it's a good theme so tune. Put it back on. Any, any excuse? And that is it you look like you're about to say that I
0: was, I was gonna say you're gonna have to make me that ringtone for me on my phone or something so next time i see you i'll hand you my iphone and you can make that be my ringtone and i can throw oh. back to the younger the younger days of drinking wkd oh. blue and liquid
1: bluetooth yeah yeah so that is it um i hope you everyone enjoyed it um let us know what you thought um positive comments please um and all constructive criticism noting that um we we do try ever so hard and um we all got a very fragile egos. Um, some A few things to plug um, and something else that will probably be a future feature, I think, um, on this show. Um, the Blue Monday Fantasy Premier League, League is back. And this year, we are going to give a prize to the winner. We might even give a couple of prizes for second and third place as well. Um, I will cover up our faces, Seb, with the details for those of you Um, who are watching on YouTube, Um, the joining code is J-N-1-I-H-L. And as it says there, prizes TBC. I'll also stick a joining link um, on our Twitter and on our Instagram and Facebook pages, Um, and that is a really helpful prompt for me to do a little bit of a scroller there so you know where to find us. Um, So do join in. in, Do you do FBL, Seb?
0: I do, yeah. I had the perfect team, down to zero budget left over. I'd squeezed everything and was all good to go. And then last night, poor Fofan, Did you see the the horror tackle in the preseason friendly? He's now broken the Le- the lesser centre back. He's now broken his leg, um, so he's now out. So I had to completely rejig things. So I also had Grealish, figuring he would play every game for Villa, and I'm just not sure he'll play as many un- at City. So nice. I need to now go back and do a bit of tweaking here.
1: I think Grealish is an excellent purchase. Like before you listen to this show because he's about to start I think he's just passed his medical when we've recorded this because I think his value is going to be isn't surely his value is going to be adjusted isn't it
0: I would have thought so but the trouble so you, you get Elliot is I, I, I had it last year I bought Diaz and Walker and stuff uh, sorry Cancelo for City but Pep don't forget he doesn't you, you won't get 38 games out of him that's the problem that's where it hurts you. So you've got to try and make the balance of: Am I going to get enough points with Diaz playing thirty games this season to make up for the for the the, the times he's left on the bench towards the end of the season when they've got a Champions League game in midweek? So there is a science behind this.
1: Yeah, it's almost as you know, it, it, you know, come for the football chat, stay for the FPL consultancy. <laughs> this is all gold stuff here from Seb. So what we'll do is we'll probably keep a track on the. Um, the FPL standings in our league. Um, so the more the merrier. And maybe even Seb and I will um show you how far we are off the pace. I think I was in the top 10 for a good, the first third of the season. And I don't think I finished too far off, but yeah, plummeted. And then the trouble is with FPL is, you kind of two weeks, so you forget to do transfers. And yeah, just and you're game over. Screwed. You're never going to
0: claw it back. I so, was uh, yeah. I did an image last year. I'm in one with some mates, and I'd start the season on fire. I think it got to February, and I was about 70 points clear. And I thought, boom, I'm going to absolutely walk this. And then there was like a weird week where only four teams played, and because of COVID, one of those <laughs> got called off. And then my mate who was behind me every single week just chipped away slightly more. It's basically Alex Ferguson chasing down Kevin Keegan. And then it got to about, yeah, I think three games before the end and I just conceded and said, ah, sod you.
1: And I think we can do a cup thing as well. So we'll enable that. So we will keep an eye on the FPL stuff um, on this show. So um, keep them peeled. Another thing that we've got, um, which is exciting and, and giveaway and prizey, Um you might be able to, if I can get my point in the right way, and that is my print from Matthew Wood of Portman Road. And you can win. Said print in our giveaway, and um, we are doing it slightly different. We've obviously done YouTube stuff and we've done Twitter stuff. Um, but we've because we are showing some love down the Instagram feed this season, um, we want you to, um, and just perfectly on cue, there it is our Blue Monday um, page, Blue Monday Pod Team. Um, if you give us a follow, and if you give Matthew a follow, and we've linked to it on our account, um, and if you like the post, then we will do a random draw on Sunday and announce the winner on the flagship show um and um i would say saturday night actually saturday night we'll close it off sunday morning is when we record the pod um so we'll announce it sunday evening and on the pod and good luck we'll do it randomly and i'm very happy with my print and lots of other things behind me that will be increasing and stuff as we go through the season so definitely worth getting involved in that are you Um, gonna sign it am i gonna start no I, it's gonna go direct but um, oh, okay i mean I'll, I'll get a bum bag and some photos i start and
0: handing them out in the fans say, do
1: you want one do you want one <laughs> um so that is um that is your competitions and as i say plugs going on there um and finally i mentioned it already the flagship show is back on sunday and it will go out monday probably well, we're recording sunday morning so we'll put it out sunday night again um it's dave craig and me again so apologies if you're bored of hearing from me and that is your lot um you can find me at Ipswich. seb where can we find you and you know what because i'm nice and because we didn't rehearse this bit i'm gonna let you have the final word
0: brilliant um at brown so8 is the twitter handle and have a great time on saturday everybody gutted i can't be there but have a really really good time enjoy the atmosphere it'll be great to be back inside portman road and come on you blues <laughs>